0: My own experience has been that the tools I need for my trade are paper, tobacco, food, and a little whiskey. William Faulkner. Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome to this edition of The Last Dram. Tonight, I'm flying solo again. That's okay. Because I'm drinking some Russell's Reserve Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. This was actually... I can't remember where the heck I got this from. I think this might have been a Christmas present, to be quite honest. Um, Actually, yeah. I'm looking at my review right now, and it's actually a Christmas present. (laughs) Um, It's... Single barrel... Non-chill filtered bourbon whiskey it's 55% alcohol by volume, it's 110 proof. This is strong stuff. Strong stuff. I'm almost sad to see it go because it was like a just a gorgeous kick in the teeth if you can have such a thing. Um I reviewed this on January 15th, 2018, and let's see what the review says see if this matches up I like the color and I still like the color because it's just this deep deep rich color it's just it's just a gorgeous shade of amber that is just it, it's about the same shade as the, the label of the bottle and, and in my experience and granted my experience probably isn't as widespread as other people but my experience the deeper the color the richer the whiskey like, it, I don't know what it is, but, like, it's just, like, pale yellow. It's kind of like, eh. But, you know, deep red, deep red. Mm, can't go wrong with deep red. The nose. Okay, let's stick my nose in here and see what we think here. I'll bring you closer to me here. The strong stuff is hard because again like it singes your nose hairs a little bit sorry I'm just kind of I know sniffing things doesn't really go well on this medium but originally I said banana Uh, I think I would say yes I would agree with that there's like banana toffee Some kind of nutty, nutty spice that's not cinnamon. And I I wanted to call it nutmeg, and I think I would still agree with that. Um, Just because... You know, it's just one of those... You know those cakes they sell in Costco? Those Kentucky bourbon barrel cakes? Like, this is the type of bourbon you pour over that. You pour over a deep, rich, dark cake, and it would just be like syrup. You just put it on pancake Alright, let's check out the palette. Again, swallowing things doesn't track well on podcasting. Um... it's strong. The palette is good, it it is nicely balanced, that's what my original review said, and I, I agree with it. Like, it's over a year later since my initial review, and, you know, I gave it four stars. It was good. It's strong, so just be aware of that. Like, if you're looking for a bourbon, you don't drink much bourbon, and you don't have a lot of experience in bourbon or hard liquor or any kind of, I mean, this is like, this is a kick in the teeth, you know. If you're up for a kick in the teeth, this is your stuff. But if you're just getting started or just trying to tiptoe your way into the world of bourbon and whiskey, maybe don't start with this one. Maybe work, work your way up to this one. It might do you better. But that's so what we're drinking tonight. Russell's Reserve. Russell's Reserve. So it is Monday night. It's a Monday night. And I took one of the kiddos, the middle kiddo, up to see PJ Masks Alive up the road in Cedar Rapids. So we just got back from that, and he had so much fun. PJ Masks is our current obsession, and he just lit up like a Christmas tree once he realized what he was looking at. Like, he knew it was something to do with PJ Masks. Like, you could tell he was excited. He was like, ooh, ooh, all this merchandise and pictures and my favorite cartoon. But then when he got him in there and he saw the curtain got a little more excited when the lights went down and the curtain went up and they all came running out he just lit up like a Christmas tree it was awesome it's one of those little parenting moments that you just treasure forever because you know really it's the little things that you gotta Mm. mmm good whiskey that's strong whiskey but it's good whiskey I'm sorry my chair creaks by the way I don't know if that's picking this up let to be honest, I don't know what the sound quality on this is like at all. So, if my sound quality is poor, that's because this is my sort of happy fun podcast, you know? You know, this is just hanging out. This is the hangout podcast. I'm not really going for high production values here. If it takes off, if like enough people listen to this rough and ready audio and listen to me drink whiskey and talk about it, Maybe I'll upgrade. Maybe I'll get some serious equipment going here. But this one, I just, you know, relax, talk. Talk about my day. Talk about my whiskey. And, you know, take it from there. That's what this is about. To me, anyway. But, yeah, that was my Monday night. Summer vacation is officially underway for the eldest kiddo. So... Got three kiddos. Did a grocery run today. What else is going on that we can talk about? Anything? Hmm. So I finished a book. And it's a really fascinating book. I finished How to Change Your Mind by Michael Pollan. And I don't know anything about neurology. I don't know anything about treating depression or mental illness or how it works. But I heard a Joe Rogan interview with him. And I was sufficiently intrigued enough that I went out and bought the book. And because it's Michael Pollan, it was an awesome book. But it was also a fascinating book because. They think, and basically it's about the new science of psychedelics that's emerging right now. You know, things like psilocybin, LSD. Like, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on because they're starting to wonder if those drugs might have some serious applications for the treatment of depression. And a whole host of other mental illnesses, like depression, addiction, like weight loss, it helps with dying, which is crazy to me. But, you know, I guess if you take enough mushrooms and you experience ego dissolution, which sounds completely crazy, like I can't wrap my head around that, but I guess if you experience that, you're kind of more at peace with the prospect of going because you realize your place in the cosmos, which, you know, I mean, if you're dying, you're dying, so whatever brings you comfort you know but that that's it it's a fascinating book fascinating topic I and mean, it's a different way of thinking about depression because you know there's a lot of really scientifically based evidence apparently with this stuff that says that carefully monitored this isn't just like you sitting at home taking a shitload of mushrooms this is like you with a licensed guide slash therapist, having a psychedelic experience. And it's complicated and neurological, but pretty much instead of, like the traditional treatment for depression is you take a pill, you do some therapy, you try and work through it, blah, 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 blah. Well, the problem with that is, is that the medication usually just papers over what's actually going on. It's a temporary, it's a Band-Aid. You know, it doesn't actually heal you. And I'm not saying that these psychedelics heal you, but like what they seem to do in very simple terms that are probably not quite accurate is they seem to, at least according to this book, they seem to kind of reset your brain, you know, because the lack of entropy in our brain, I guess, is, you know, we just get into habits and in well-worn grooves and like i taking a shitload of mushrooms will shake your brain out of those grooves Completely, and and so it, it essentially sort of resets your brain, which is kind of a crazy concept when you think about it. But it's kind of a cool idea, you know, because it's like the the evidence that Pollen presents, like those trips, those experiences, they 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 wear off after a while, you know, like you ride the high for a while, but gradually you kind of wears off. But for a lot of people with depression, and you know really serious depression like it's really helped them understand that there's more possibilities for treatment out there which i think is really cool i think it's also wild that they actually used lsd to treat alcoholism which i didn't know was a thing but yeah so if you're interested in that sort of thing if you like michael Pollan, read that book because it's really crazy it's amazing interesting, it's worthwhile, I think it's going to be life-changing, because I really honestly think this is a frontier of mental health care that is going to be really big in the next 10 to 20 years, in ways that we haven't really comprehended yet, so that was really cool, but my soliloquy on Michael Pollan aside, <laughs> let me take you a sip of whiskey here, Ooh, that's strong. Might have to go put some ice in this. Yeah. This is a really good whiskey to have on the rocks. Actually. So, there's that. But, anyway, I finished that book. And I'm catching up with a lot of books. And Game of Thrones is over. And no, I'm not reading Game of Thrones until he finishes all the books. And this is the story of why. Because this is a really interesting thing. When I was in high school, I was very invested in the Wheel of Time. I had the majority of the books. Or my parents got the majority of the books. I don't know whose they were. But we had the majority of the books lying around somewhere. I remember reading those on family vacations. I remember just carrying them around everywhere. I was heavily, heavily invested. And the series just kept going and going and going and at some point I was thinking man he's got to wrap this thing up at some point right we got to be getting close here and you know what happened he died which isn't his fault grant you like it's not like he died on purpose but like I was a little bit bitter because it's like dude like there were like four books of this series that you probably just cut out and you could finish this thing before dying because to his credit, he, like, had extensive notes on what he wanted to do, and they found a really good fantasy author, Brandon Sanderson, to take on that project and finish it. In my own accounts, he did a pretty good job of finishing the series out. But at the same time, it's like, dude, why you gotta die? Like, finish your shit. That must, that must have really... That must have really chapped his ass a little bit to just be dying. Not getting to finish it out, cause whew, certainly chapped mine, and I wasn't even the one dying. Anyway, I was bitter. I was bitter, and when George R. R. Martin started doing the same thing on Game of Thrones, I was like, nope. I read one book of Game of Thrones. I have it somewhere. Not reading any more till the series is done. But now that the television show of Game of Thrones is done, thank God. Uh, again, that's a show that I will probably never watch just because, uh, you know, if you go on the internet enough, you know what's happening. Like, I know the plot of the show pretty much is just based off of BuzzFeed listicles and tweets, which is kind of sad. But, you know, whatever. Maybe one day I'll come back around to it, but I'm not that interested or bothered by it. But, finally, the Wheel of Time is coming to Amazon. They're making a TV show of this. And... I kind of have an itch to try and read those books again. And that's really kind of bugging me. Because I really kind of want to. But there's so many of them. So many. And I just... Like, there's stuff I want to read. Like, I'm trying to get through the Baroque cycle. By Neil Stephenson. I've got a couple more books on the shelf. Like, I don't want to go off on a tangent and get lost in this fantasy world. Oh, but oh, wait, yeah, I kind of do. So, hmm, tis a conundrum. Tis a conundrum indeed. Hmm. So, yeah, I might pick those back up. I also kind of want to go back and reread Good Omens now that uh, the series is dropped on Amazon. And by the way, that is a fantastic series so far. I haven't finished it yet, so no spoilers. But, oh, man. Like, when Neil Gaiman said he wishes Terry Pratchett should have could have been here to see it, so do I. Like, they did a really good job with this one. That's really quality stuff. I highly recommend it. High recommendation. What else? What else? So, yeah. Yeah, I might I might jump back into a big, sprawling fantasy epic. I haven't decided yet. I got my own stuff that I gotta write. I do. The third book is slowly getting revised. I finished Chapter 2 this week. And there's a part of Chapter 2 that I kind of want to tweak a little bit but I haven't decided yet because I think I'm just going to push on to chapter 3 because that's just how I roll I've also got a couple pieces of short fiction in the works that hopefully will drop after my summer hiatus ends on the blog which will be in early July hopefully I get one of them for July and one of them for August so y'all have something to read um Ooh, ooh, good stuff, good stuff. What else? What else can we talk about? Apparently, the NBA Finals are going on. I hope the Raptors win, because that would be awesome. Liverpool won. The Champions League, which, is an Arsenal fan, pleased me immensely. But at the same time, like, I feel bad. I do. Because I love Arsenal. Arsenal was my team. Because in high school, everybody loved David Beckham and wore David Beckham jerseys. And of the ten people you know who were suddenly really into soccer in high school, like, maybe two of them would actually stick with Manchester United and actually get invested in that team and then the other eight would switch to Real Madrid David Beckham jerseys when he went to David Beckham and that irritated me. So I ended up with Arsenal basically because I liked Dennis Bergkamp and it wasn't Manchester United and didn't involve David Beckham. So that seemed like a good seemed like a good thing to me. So that's why I uh, that's why I ended up backing Arsenal. But at the same time, like, man, they lost 4-1 in the Europa League final to Chelsea. They just kind of wilted. And, like, I watched for a little bit, and I saw the first goal go in, and they just, like, the shoulders dropped. And I was just like, oh, man. I don't even know if they have another, I, just something, it was just like an air, like the balloon just popped with that first goal to me. And I was just like, oh man, I don't want to watch this. And it turned out that was a good thing, but, you know, it's rough being an Arsenal fan these days. I feel like Stan Kroenke is probably the worst owner that Arsenal could probably hope for because he doesn't really seem to he buys brands he doesn't buy teams like if the team does good that's good for the brand but it's also just a nice side effect you know like the Nuggets the Rams the Avalanche some lacrosse team the Rapids like nobody cares really I mean yeah the Rams were good last year yeah that's awesome but if they weren't good like nobody was gonna care like he buys brands, he buys brand names and (laughs) alright we're back I just spilled whiskey all over my hand so we're doing really well let's try and Add some ice to my bourbon here. Wrap it up. We had a little brief interruption there for a PJ Masks related crisis. We could not locate Gecko. Gecko has been located. He is code four. He's good to go. Mm. I'm going to try and finish this whiskey. Get the heck out of here. And leave you all alone. Ugh. So, where was I? Oh, yes, I was pontificating on Arsenal. Stan Kroenke owns brands. He doesn't own teams. If a team is successful, that's good for his brand, but it's not the point of why he owns the team. And... Oh, it's just it just it's kind of soul crushing, you know because it's just like in European soccer, from what I can tell, like I'm new to like being seriously into this, you know you gotta spend money to make money and win things, you know it's refreshingly free market when it comes to soccer, and it's pretty obvious that as long as the brand keeps bringing him money, he's not gonna put any more money into it than. He absolutely has to, but on the other hand, Liverpool is also owned by a fellow American billionaire, so, I don't know, maybe that'll poke him a little bit. You know, maybe he'll be like, hey man, I don't want to settle for a second place in the Europa League. I want to be able to tell all my billionaire friends that I won the Premier League and the Champions League. But, I'm not holding my breath. In general... I feel like Arsenal was better than I expected it to be this season. Like, when it was good, it was very good, and when it was bad, it was not good. I feel like they had the capability of beating absolutely anybody and losing to absolutely anybody, which was frustrating. And, you know, it, it seems fitting that I'm liking Arsenal because I've been watching Iowa football on a semi-serious basis for 10 years or so and that is an equally frustrating experience at times so there's that I have a feeling this is going to be a short segment Samson's here, say hello Samson I don't know if that's coming over at all but Samson's our cat, one of our cats anyway He's coming to say hello. Check in on me. But anyway, I was glad Liverpool won. Just because Tottenham lost. And because, oddly enough, I kind of like Liverpool. And in a different world, I would have probably been a Liverpool fan. Quite happily. But maybe not. Who knows? Who knows? What else is going on in the big, wide world today? What else, what else, what else? Ooh, woof. Who will protect us now? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, not really a lot of anything. Locally, really, Sparty's closed, which was sad. That milk cereal bar downtown apparently is closed, but that doesn't really surprise me all that much because cereal bars are kind of a... Somebody tried that before in Iowa City and it didn't fly. I don't know why they thought it would fly again. The manager of Blaze Pizza apparently managed to steal $19,000 a lot of a lot of dough. Yeah. <laughs> I made a joke. A lot of dough. Oh. I added some ice to the bourbon and I recommend that for Russell's just because if it's too strong for you, having it on the rocks it just calms it down a little bit. Just takes it down a notch, you know? Dooby 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 do. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I'm kind of running out of gas here, aren't I? Well... I think that's about it for my whiskey, so I think I'm going to call it. Thanks for listening. Remember, we're the podcast that drinks and knows things. And I'll be back, I don't know when. I think I got a little bit more whiskey to drink before I have to finish off a bottle. But I will be back at some point to talk to you more. Till then, have a good one. I'm out. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Last Tram. You can find me on Twitter at LitCityBlues, on Reddit at u/LitCityBlues, I blog over at LitCityBlues.com. I've got two books out there in the world: *The Prisoner* and *The Assassin*, and its sequel, *The Hours of Defiance*, that are available at all major ebook retailers. This has been a production of the Lit City Blues podcast network, which right now consists of me, this app, and my phone. Till next time, stay thirsty, drink whiskey, and enjoy a dram or two for your health.